Welcome everyone to the Game Vault Podcast. I am your host, Tom Schuster. Joining me tonight are Mark Myers and Jenny Aquino. Tonight we'll be discussing our favorite licensed games and reviewing our retro-like game, Final Fantasy IX, for the Sony PlayStation. But before we get to all of that, what have you guys been playing? Uh, let's go with Mark. Yeah, so um, uh, before I get into my normal stuff, I, uh, for some reason, uh, relented and uh, purchased the uh, new hockey game. Um <laughs> Because that's the only one that does not come free on uh, Origin on PC. Um, so, uh, the good news is, the hockey's good. Well, that's good. Um, the last few years, the hockey has not been good. Hmm. Um, so, it's a... Uh, I, I, I don't know how exactly to explain it, but they slowed the game down a bit. So it's and not it just so, feels not better. So frantic, not so frantic. Yeah, it's kind of what they did to FIFA. Okay. Like, slowed it a little bit. So that it felt more not realistic because it's still faster than real um, and unrealistic because it's a video game. Um, but it didn't feel as herky jerky, and you know you can do a lot of the things that you see happen uh, when you watch the game on TV. Okay. Um, like passes, like from the back of the net to the sideboards, and then out to the point. You know, like without it always getting deflected. Um, and they also toned down the when you stick check accidentally tripping people um so that makes it a lot easier not easier but it makes it um a lot more fun to to defend um so goalies still need a little work um there are certain situations where uh they will just let a puck sit in front of them um instead of covering it up (laughs) so seems like a problem yeah yeah so kind of needs some work there on that um but yeah yeah so far I like some of the new on-ice graphics where it shows you stats and stuff. Um, you know, there's not as many replays. The, uh, uh, the goal replays are fine. Um, I got it for PS5, for those of you wondering. Um, and the best thing that I got uh, of, of it is that um, the sound effects, like the skating and this, you know, shooting the puck and hitting the boards and stuff, all come out of the r- controller um, That's, well, microphone. I mean that's that's something that the PS5 is trying to make happen. Yeah, I, I I'm pretty sure every game I've played that's built for the PS5 has done yeah. something with it. Yeah, so that that's pretty cool. And when you score, um, uh, you know, at home or the home team scores, you know, the the buzzer goes off, you know, on your controller microphone, and they play a song, um, like a happy song. And then if you score on the road, they play like a sad song, um, <laughs> to so it's kind of it's kind of funny that they at least acknowledge that. Um, everything else seems about the same. Um, I went through the expansion draft to be the uh, Kraken, um, of course, uh, the new team in Seattle. And uh, for some reason in the draft, um, this is more for your, your hockey fans out there. Um, for some reason, the uh, the Capitals uh, exposed uh, Ovechkin. Um, and you got to be Ovechkin. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> In the expansion draft. Um, so that was fun. I mean, it, he makes a lot of money, so it screwed up the rest of my team to stay under the salary cap. Uh, but it was just funny. I saw it pop up. I was like, what the fuck? Um, they would never do this. Uh, so so that was fun. But, yeah, I recommend anybody that's been looking for the hockey to get better. It's on Frostbite now, new engine. Um, you know, you know, looks a little more fluid. Doesn't, you know, uh, I think the upgrade is good. I think... N- my thought is I think next year's game will be 
probably uh, like a return to form to be a must-have hockey game if they keep improving. Um, because this was the first try here with a new engine on a new system, and I think now that they have, they'll have two full development cycles on it, I think next year should be better. But yeah, it was worth the purchase. I mean, getting used to $70 um, for, for games now. Still brutal. Uh, Still. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I bit the bullet on that because I, uh, a couple of the reviewers, like we had that one conversation before on the podcast um, that I trust for hockey, um, said the hockey was good. Um, like it wasn't all these reviewers and YouTubers and stuff that do all the online like chill, you know, and, and all that stuff that I don't even touch. Um, you know, they're older gamers like me that just play franchise and just play the games. Um, so I trusted their opinion and, and they were right. Um, the fun thing uh, for those of you like out there, like fun things in um, these type of games and don't much go for the simulation. Uh, there's a mode where you play as the mascots um, in a three on three game. Um, kind of like the mascot games in old NCAA? Not necessarily. There's human goalies. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's kind of weird. Um, but yeah, so it's a fun thing. You probably play with your kids with that or, you know, younger siblings and, and not to worry about the simulation part of it. Um, so that was that was the, the uh, big new thing um, that I had. Um, I think last time I mentioned, yeah, I beat Life is Strange right before the last podcast. Um, so um that's so good um death loop um uh um i've beaten two i've gotten to there, there there's the four levels you know morning noon afternoon evening um i've set up the first two for the final run um so the third setup should be pretty easy um it's the fourth one it's going to be tough the final one um so i should finish those up now probably sometime over the weekend um, so I'll have an opinion on um, that game. I hope that after you kill the seven visionaries that you don't have to do it again if you um, fail killing Juliana. Um, you know, and it's just like, nope, you got to do it all over again. Um, that's, that's a video game thing to happen. Yeah, I'm kind of dreading that that'll happen. But um, but still, it's been fun setting it up and seeing the pattern, as I mentioned on our Wednesday stream. Um you know, having it click at one point going, oh, I know exactly what to do for the final run. Um, I know we're going to have different opinions when you get to yours. <laughs> Talk about it, Tom. Uh, but yeah, I was having a lot of fun with it. The powers are pretty great. I've sunk into the two powers that I use. Um, the one that makes you invisible and then the one that tags uh, the people so that when you kill one, it kills everybody that's been tagged. Um, so going through that. Uh, and trying to see, I'm waiting for AG Empires 4 coming out next week. Real excited about that. Um, I think that's about all I've been playing, you know. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at my list of games here. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I've just been playing those three games and some, some FIFA thrown in there. But, um, yeah, so next week will be, um, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, AG Empires 4, so I'll have something new to talk about. And then whether or not I get Guardians will depend on what the reviews look like um, for it. So, um, yeah, that's about it for me. Sounds good. Jen, how about you? Um, so I've actually been playing a bit more than I usually talk about, which is cool. Um, where do I start? So I've been doing my typical horror games, uh, Dead by Daylight. They actually just released an uh, awesome new survivor. Her name is Michaela. She is a cute witchy girl. Um, unfortunately, the game is broken <laughs> no. because every time they do an update, something breaks. 
So this character is the first of her kind because they've introduced boon totems. I don't remember if I talked about this last time, but um, as opposed to the killer's hex totems and regular totems, um, survivors can use their own abilities to bless a totem and make it a boon totem. It glows blue and it can give them benefits um, if they're running certain perks like healing, super speed and, and some other things. So um, I don't know what exactly broke the game, but <laughs> it broke for a while. It came back. Then Steam updated this past Tuesday broke the game so no PC players could play at all on launch day, um, including myself. And then as of today, I was watching a few other streamers attempt to play the game, and then they had this huge matchmaking issue. They got booted out of the game. Then they had a hot fix. That didn't work. So I don't even know if it's working right now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but it's going, it's going through a moment. Uh, but hopefully it'll be back soon because I really would like to play it and you know experience this new survivor. Um, yeah, it sounds like someone's having a long week over there working on that game. Yeah, yeah. They well, that's I actually um when I was watching another streamer before, he was a um a fog whisperer, which is one of their like partner streamers, and he pretty much said the way that behavior works. They release game updates on Tuesday because they know something's gonna break, so they have Tuesday through Friday to work on it, and if they can't fix it, then it waits until Monday. So he said nobody works on the weekends. So if the game's not fixed by now, it won't be until Monday. So who um, knows? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, kudos to them for giving people the weekend off. But at the same time, <laughs> yes, fix your game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think every Dead by Daylight player has come to the realization that they'll never fix the game. Like truly fix it. They they put a lot of effort into their expansion packs and their DLC and their their skins, which I totally get. But it's kind of like a Band-Aid. Like, here's a new Survivor, Band-Aid. Here's a new skin, Band-Aid. <laughs> and the whole, like, MMR system is just... It's totally changing the game in my eyes. Like, it's just so much more aggressive than it was before. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm sure on the next podcast it'll hopefully be working by then. And I'll let you guys know what I think of the new Survivor. Yeah. And it, nope, it'll just be another... Yeah, I it'll be another. <laughs> yeah. Bill busted. Yep. Yep. Now this uh, is broken. Yeah. Now, now this new feature is broken. But that old feature, great. great. Um. But yeah. Aside from DVD, when it was working, I also was playing Ghost Hunters Corp, which I don't play a ton, but it's it is what it is. It's still being developed. Um. I played a little bit more Devour, which is a lot of fun. Um. And then I started a new game. By the name of Visage, which I know Mark, you popped into my stream for yeah. a little bit, <laughs> say hi and to watch a little bit of it. Yeah, that yeah. game is, I believe, the spiritual successor of PT, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, it it was like inspired by sort right. of thing. Uh, that game was one of the most intensely terrifying games I've played in a long time, including Phasmo. Which remember how last year I was saying how I was like legit having nightmares because of Phasmo. Yeah. yeah, Visage is way scarier than Phasmo. Like, it has just this really disturbing, like, intensity to it when nothing's happening. So, I, I mean, I, I've gone through some of the really intense parts already. So I can't imagine how much worse it's going to get, but I've been told it gets a lot worse. So what I'm hearing is Tom's playing it on extra. Life. Yeah, that's what that's, that's what I was leading to. I, I was going to say, I'm <laughs> marking this down as never playing ever. So <laughs> Dang it. I should have I should have made up like oh it's a great game it's yeah sure it's about collecting little cute monsters and stuff 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Anyone listening that maybe wants to try it, who's a huge horror fan, I would just say that the opening scene of that game is extremely um, shocking and probably very triggering and traumatic for a lot of people. So watch it at your own risk. You can skip it. They give you the option to skip it. That's how messed up it is. Oh, but, good. Uh, yeah. I'll definitely be not playing that. <laughs> well, you could skip it. You're fine. No, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> but yeah, it's I would I would definitely recommend this game if you really want to be scared and you like the really slow burn type of horror games where you have to search through. It's kind of like a really long haunted escape room game in a way um, with a little bit of Narnia sprinkled in there. But it's it's very interesting. I'm going to keep playing it, um, but it's very scary. Like, I can't stress that fact enough to me, at least. I feel like everyone thinks it's scary, but I, I found it extremely scary, but fun at the same time. Well, if you um, found it scary, I'm definitely not. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would not make you play that unless, you know, we hit some crazy stretch goal. I mean, we'd have to we'd have to make three three thousand dollars for extra <laughs> life if to even think about that. What if we combine our two, and maybe we'll talk about it later, so I won't say what they are, but what if we combine our two big ones into one? <laughs> I don't know if that's fair. We'd have to go 2,500, I guess, then. Okay, maybe. We'll see. There's no, see, no, because it's not fair, because once people find out what it is... <laughs> but that's a good thing. thing. <laughs> your thing is going to happen. No, well, I would prefer it not, but... I'm just telling you. Think of the kids. Think of the kids. If we're actually doing this... And people find out what your thing is, it will happen somehow. We'll just see. saying. I'm just saying. Mark it down here, everyone. We said it, or Tom said it. We'll see if it happens. Um, but what else I've been playing? Pokemon Unite. I picked that back up. Forgot how frustrating that game is to me sometimes. Um, I joined a friend who was streaming it and he needed some people to play with. So I I jumped in. And I picked it back up really fast. Like it's simple enough where you don't forget how to play, but it's just super frustrating being on a team of randoms in this game who don't have any idea how to strategize and how to be a teammate. Like it's, it's so like, it's not super simple, but there's a really clear cut strategy that most people know by now because the game's been out for a while of what to do in order to make sure your team has the best chance of winning. And the game can turn in the last like, three minutes of the game or two minutes or even one minute, depending on what you do. And the amount of games that I was in a couple days ago where people just like were either AFK, which is like almost an automatic lose. If one of your teammates is gone, it's really hard to do well. Um, either they were AFK or they just weren't, they were like going off on their own. You dunk points into your enemy's goals and they would go and like dunk one point at a time instead of like going around and collecting points. It was just bizarre. So it's a lot of fun, but it also can be very frustrating. Um, like have it. you have you started playing that yet? I know I'd mentioned it to you. I, I think you might like it, but I haven't. I want to. I just have so many other things that I've yeah, paid I paid for. That <laughs> That's play. yeah. I get um, it. but yeah, I'm I'm hoping to get into it. It seems like fun, mm-hmm. but you know, little things. Yeah, life get in the way. Yeah, you know that little thing called life. I, I hear you. <laughs> Um, we've been playing back, back for blood together, which is incredible. I love that game. I think it's great, uh, when the servers are working, of course. Um, but overall a lot of fun. It definitely fills the left for dead void for sure. Um, the master chief collection also when that's working, right? (laughs) Well, luckily that was working this week. Yes, that was actually working this week. (laughs) And then 
I saved the best for last because I just received breaking news right before I had to reset my computer and I was like annoyed about my microphone and I come back and in my Discord (laughs) and in my Discord is breaking news about phasmophobia that on October 25th, which if you're listening to this podcast on release day today, we may be getting a campsite map, the new nightmare difficulty, two new ghosts. And then apparently some big difficulty rework, which I'm not really sure what that means yet, and a bunch of other secret things that they've redacted from their Trello. So I'm just so excited about this. And you all get to share this moment with me. We're all here. We're all here for it. Yes, yes. <laughs> and that's it. That's all I've been playing aside from our retro lecky. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to start with with my death loop rant because it's going to take forever. Okay. So, Mark, I... It's, Judging by what I'm hearing from you, I'm not playing the game right. <laughs> I have no powers, and I have no idea how to get them. You have to kill the visionaries. I understand that, but I can't kill the visionaries without okay. the powers. Like, I'm trying to kill, I forget who, the like, the second visionary. Because I killed the first yeah. one that allowed me to bring my equipment back. So, whoever the second one is in the, in the airplane hangar. Yeah. Yeah. And I just keep getting caught by... Uh, uh, the ai like and then i can't once i got into the hangar i couldn't figure out how to kill the person then i killed her and then i died from the from something else from something exploding or something and that's not the first time that's happened like the first visionary i had to kill there's 10 of them and you have to kill them all and i just got super frustrated like listening to people talk about this game they're like oh it's like the easiest game i've ever played like the ai's brain dead and you don't have to do anything, which is, I'm not finding that to be the case at all. Every time I go around a corner, I'm seen by an AI and I'm being shot at. And in the beginning, you have no, like, you have no armor or anything else. Yeah. And you just die after like three hits. And if 25 AI are shooting at you, you have no chance, which seems to be what's happening to me every time. Even when I try to be sneaky and use like the nail gun, it's yeah, just the- never just never works. I've never used the nail gun. Um, the nail gun's cool because it's silent. Yeah. You have to get a headshot or else it doesn't work. But yeah. it's a cool weapon. Yeah. The um, um the, I'm, I'm not going to defend or push because I know being on the other side of this with uh, Red Dead 2. Um, but the, um, like I said, the, when they say the AI is stupid, it's because you can run away for the most part. If you get far enough away and hide Which behind I've done. stuff, it'll they'll lose you very easily which i've um, done yeah but just that's what they mean by the ai is stupid like it's not but, like metal gear solid where you start an alarm and they're going to keep looking for you until they find you you know sort of thing yeah i, um, I mean i don't i don't know like i said maybe it's because i do i'm still early on in the game and i don't have any trinkets or anything else because i keep dying and i can't collect anything because i'm too worried about trying to get through the level without dying like I don't even I when I'm trying to get through these levels, I'm not exploring at all. Generally in a game like this from Bethesda, the only thing I want to do is explore, but I'm so worried about getting caught by the AI that I yeah. by the NPCs that I don't want to I don't want to do anything. I just want to get to the end, which is probably the wrong way to play it. But I'm so concerned with getting to the end and not dying cuz you get three chances. And I've died like I've I've gone through those three chances like six times on this last person, 
and I don't know, like I and I I've been trying to not watch like a walkthrough because yeah. I want to experience it, but at the same time, I'm getting really frustrated, and it makes me not want to play the game. And I'm I'm I must be doing something wrong, but yeah. I just can't. I don't know what it is because I don't know. I don't know, and like I'm also playing the game at like late hours of the night, mm. so I'm not at my best. <laughs> and that and I, be contributed to it slightly, but not. Aunt, Aunt and I have talked about this. Like, there's certain games that you can't play after about 8 p.m. Like, MLB yeah. The Show, you can't play it after, even after like six, you can't play it because you're, if you're not 100% ready to go mentally, you'll never do well in the game. And I'm wondering if that's the case for this game. If I'm just, it's like, I'm not, I'm, it's too late at night. I'm not paying attention, something like that. I, I have not, I've yet to play the game during the day. So I don't know. I haven't been had that chance yet, so I'm I'm hoping this weekend I'll get some daylight hour death loop in, so I can not suck. <laughs> yeah, I think the first thing that got me um, is just learning that first map. Um, well, that's like, the other thing. I, I haven't learned the maps at all because I'm too worried about dying, and I'm just kind of walking around trying to not get seen by people that I'm not even paying attention to the maps that I yeah, just yeah yeah yeah. Hopefully, you playing at a time when you're more awake will at least get you through that first one because her power helps you. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's the two powers that would help you the most are hers and um, Igor's. Um, right. Yeah, that's that's what Jonathan had said is that Igor's is like, that's the one you need. Yeah. But yeah. And like, like I, I, I think I died so many times. I Is it possible that I don't have the power with the uh, teleporting y- anymore? Yeah, if you didn't if you didn't use the residuum on it, you don't have it. Anymore. All right. So again, I I've, I've lost all of my stuff because I didn't have residuum yet to to make yeah. sure I didn't die. The 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 fun part is listening to you talk about it and realizing that I'm at the point in the game where I I'm like I I don't even need to save anything. It like <laughs> like I've gotten to the point where I have my set loadout and all my you know enhancements on them going forward and just remembering that oh yeah if you don't you know have the residuum you know um Can i tell you, you know. what's pissing me off more that you're telling me this <laughs> that i i the yeah, I yeah well know. then again i've played it probably 20 more hours than you i mean um, i played it for a good like six hours i should be yeah. good i should be decent at the game by now yeah like, i meant not- that i'm so far out like 20 hours ahead of you don't I, make that piss you off i'm also probably playing it wrong i'm playing it like an fps which is probably not right like it once i once i get seen i just start shooting which is probably the wrong thing to do i should probably be running away and picking people off instead of just yeah exactly so i was gonna say so my one advice is take care of the guys right in front of you start start treating it like a um like a multiplayer like call of duty shoot a couple go high you know running that's that's my problem mark when i play call of duty and halo I just keep running straight ahead. I don't. I don't go backwards. <laughs> yeah. Well, let, hopefully you'll get because <laughs> you can um, you can get through some of those levels just doing the brute force. Um, if you want the the one the one word of advice I'll get you that maybe it'll help is if um, I believe if you visit if you go at if you just skip ahead to night and go get Igor, um, I believe there's no NPCs on that map. So really. I may yeah. have to. I may have to do that. Yeah, I don't mind spoiling that for you because okay. that power will help you a lot. Um, and by killing him, you'll get the residuum, 
um, to be able to save it, to have it. So. All right. Well, um, um, maybe I'll maybe I'll try that because. Yeah, try to get his power first. I went. I got um, Harriet's and then Igor's power. Yeah, Harriet's um, the one I've been trying to do, and I haven't yeah. been able to figure out how how to get in yeah. to kill her, let alone because she always sets off the gas and it kills me, and I have no way yeah. of getting in. So I haven't. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's a. I think you go through the one warehouse upstairs to the other. Um, yeah, if I remember correctly. But having Igor's power will make that easier. Not a whole lot easier, but it'll make it yeah. easier than it is now. Well, I'll hopefully report back in two weeks and ha- have better news. Yeah, we'll you don't see. have to love it. Don't. I'm just. I'm just well, saying. I paid it, the thing. I. It's the. I. The fact that I paid full price for this game the day it came out. Yeah. I want. I get that. To finish it. Like yeah. I don't. I don't do that very often. And I just heard how good this game was. And I've done nothing but hate it for yeah. a month. So I, I just want to get to the point where I like it. Because right now, I wouldn't even consider it for Game of the Year. It, yeah. it's, it's so not entertaining to me that I would not even consider it. And yeah. people are giving it 10s. So I, well, I like wouldn't it, give it a 10. I must be missing something. That's, yeah, all, that's, that's all I got to say. I must, yeah. like, the first, like the first part was fun. Like getting up to the point where you you kill the, your first um, visionary. visionary. Like, up to that point, I was having a great time. And then I got to that mission, and it took me seven times to do it. When I had heard people say they never died throughout the whole game, I w- couldn't I, I couldn't believe that. I Like, they died once. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, yeah, it, I, that wasn't me. So, that's that's my death loop rant. <laughs> um, I'll keep you guys up to date. Yep, Let my, me know. My, Let me, my... Please, uh, somebody reach out to me on Twitter and tell me I'm not the only one having a hard time with this game. Yeah, I want. I, I don't want yeah. to be the only one. Yeah, what I'll say is get Igor's power, and then if you still don't like it at that point, I don't know if, if it'll ever click. Just to uh, let you know. We'll see. <sighs> All right. Anyway, uh, so I got so pissed off with that game that I was like, let me go on Game Pass and see what's available. So I downloaded Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered, and I was messing around with that. Just because I needed something mindless that I didn't need to like be a hundred percent there to play, and that seemed to do the trick. I, I know nobody on this podcast cares about Need for Speed, but <laughs> that was one of the ones that I hadn't played was Hot Pursuit, the like yeah the latest Hot Pursuit because I'd fallen off of them for a little while. But it's cool because you get to play as the cops too. So you get it's basically and it's the same people who made Burnout. So a lot of the same, it feels like a burnout game almost. It's great. It's a criterion, which means Mark, you might actually like that one. It's it's yeah. on e, it's on EA Play, so you, it it'd be free for you. Oh, I definitely have it. Yeah, I think oh. I might even downloaded it. I'd recommend giving it a show. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, I've been playing Forza Horizon Four in preparation for Forza Horizon Five coming out in like two weeks, three weeks, because I'm so ready for a new Forza game. It's and Jan, are you going to be playing Forza with me? I think I will, because I was just thinking about that like last week or the week before. I know I was really interested in it, so I wouldn't mind playing it. It's, the fact that it's multiplayer is really cool, too. Yeah, I love I, I love that you can like just drive around and do whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can also do race. Like you, The best part about Forza is the Horizon series, at least, is that you could drive around for hours and, just, right. and not do anything game related. Like I mean, I just, always appreciate being able to do that in games. <laughs> yeah, it's like Red Dead with cars. Right. Great. It, it, it's great. And the fact that we'll be in 
a cool location makes it even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and if maybe we'll stream an episode where Mark tries to jump off the the Aztec ruins. Yeah. <laughs> if they allow you to do that. If they allow you to do it. Yeah. So are are you saying that we may form our own family? I'm ready for it. I was going <laughs> Yeah, we might. We might. We might, we might do that. That's for <laughs> All right. So that's pretty much all I've been playing. I messed around with Mister a little, a little bit, but nothing, nothing too crazy. Oh, I did load up uh, Monster Truck Madness two the other day because nice. again I was I was in a mood where I was like I I just need something that's goofy and off the wall because Deathloop is pissing me. Yep. So I loaded that up and played that, and I think I'm gonna try once October's over, maybe for like December, I'm gonna try to do some retro piece because i have all the stuff to do it i just haven't gotten it set up yet so we'll see i uh i would like to do that all right uh that 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 about covers it for games we've been playing uh we didn't really report any news last last episode because we were all still getting back in into the swing of things from uh new york comic-con and too many games so this week jen's got some news for us what do you got for us jen yeah so the first thing i'm going to talk about um actually the first few things i'm going to talk about are nintendo related um so for all of our animal crossing new horizon players that are listening uh nintendo has announced this past week that on november 5th they are launching the big 2.0 update for new horizons and they're also announced they've also announced the happy home paradise dlc um, so the full 2.0 update will be totally free and full of a bunch of quality of life changes and new features. Um, I'm not going to list all of them cause there was a lot, but some of the more notable ones were that they're bringing back the roost coffee shop, which will be in the museum. They're adding a ton of new visitors. They've actually come out with amiibo cards. I forget how there might be like 50 of them in total that you can purchase right now. And depending on what country you live in, they may be on a, um, like a pre-order, or um, they might be out already. So I would definitely recommend checking that out if that sounds interesting to you. Um, they also are doing a bunch of shopping upgrades. And my personal favorite, uh, they're adding cooking and growing new crops to the game. So I thought those were all really cool things. Again, those weren't everything. and Those are just some of them. Yeah, I think um, the cooking or one of them or something they are putting in used to be in the old games. I never really played Animal Crossing until this last one, to be honest. So I'm not sure, but you yeah, could be I heard, right. I heard people saying that. I might be. They may have not added that, but people were saying, "Oh, they're bringing this back." About mm. time. What, what know, I'm hearing is Jen is going to be playing a lot of <laughs> Animal Crossing. Yeah, I I've actually heard from a few people that they're restarting their islands because they want to experience it all over again from the beginning with all these big changes. So I'm, I don't know. I'm really attached to my island, even though I haven't played it in like seven months. (laughs) I just, I become attached to things like save data that I may never touch again, but I never want to get rid of it. Um, And that's one of them. But I don't know, maybe I will restart my island just to, you know, start over again and and experience it again for the first time. But I know um, some of the new visitors are actually from past Animal Crossings. I think that they're bringing back. So I did hear that, but I'm not sure. Uh, I'm sure they did have cooking or something at one point that they're bringing back. If that's what you were hearing. Um, but those are all really cool changes. And then the DLC is another thing that I'm pretty excited for. It's really focusing on the home design and renovation aspect. So if you're someone like me and you love spending time building and customizing something for hours on end for absolutely no reason, this is going to be really exciting for you because you get to design and build vacation homes. 
You get to change and expand your current home. You have all these new customization options. You have more furniture that you can make or choose from. You can control the weather and the seasons. So I think that there's going to be a lot of fun custom customization stuff that you could do in the DLC. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, obviously, that stuff is not for everyone. But I feel like at this point, the people who are still playing Animal Crossing, I would say the majority of them probably are interested in that because I think it's tapered off a bit um, for people. But I think those are some exciting new things that they're bringing to the game. Um, unfortunately, the flip side of this, Nintendo also announced that this is the last major free content update for the game. So the 2.0 updates the last major change that you're going to see for New Horizons. Um, so people took that to mean like, oh, at least we'll have more DLC. But then they commented saying that they may not be offering any further paid comment uh, content in the future either. And they pretty much said they're only going to be supporting the game with small changes going forward. Well, didn't they during the that anim Animal Crossing thing where they talked about Switch Online, didn't they say that the DLC, the the last DLC is going to be tied to the expansion pass? Yes. So um, it will be included in the expansion pass if you upgrade to the to the extension, basically. Right. Yeah. So it will be free. If not, you can you can buy it on its own if you wanted to. Um, but I mean, I think I think people were kind of expecting there to be three full years of updates. And I, I didn't really read too much into it, but I know I feel like I read that it was a bit misconstrued that Nintendo never said like, oh, we're definitely going to do three years of content. Um, people kind of just ran with um, their own theories on how it was going to go. So I know people are disappointed. Um, but I mean, for at least the course of 2022, they're going to continue to do tiny updates. They might do like little seasonal things here and there. Um, but I feel like with some of these new changes and updates, there's going to be enough going on. For the people, again, who are still diehard New Horizons players who are still playing it after over a year of it being out, um, I feel like you're going to have enough. And then once it ends, maybe in 2023, it's going to totally just be like, all right, this is done. Um, maybe by then we're going to have another Animal Crossing game on the horizon. So I think I think it's OK. I think I'll, I'll live <laughs> without any major <laughs> game updates, but we'll see. Maybe if I get back into it, I'm like, no, now I can't. How many more updates? This is my favorite game ever. But I don't know. We'll have to see. I know. Are either of you guys? Did you play New Horizons? I don't remember. Not an Animal no. Crossing person. Because no. if I started Animal Crossing, I would never play anything else. <laughs> that's what that's... I said about Minecraft. Why I won't go back to Minecraft because well, I did it for a few months. That's and... why. That's why I won't play MMOs. That's why I won't do <laughs> like it. I have. I have a good reason to not play certain games because. Yeah. It's so easy to just pick it up and play it because I remember what happened when I played the first Destiny. Mm -hmm. I played it every day for hours and no did nothing else. Yeah. And that would happen to me with Animal Crossing because it's one of those things where you have to log in every day and complete something every day. And yeah, I would just never do anything else. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> it's definitely not for everyone. I, I know that much. Um, so I guess continuing on with Nintendo, as we just talked about, they also announced their expansion pack pricing for the, the Nintendo Switch Online newness that we found out about. Um, so after, I believe after they went through all the Animal Crossing changes, they switched to talking about the pricing. Um, so the expansion pack is arriving on October 25th. So again, if you're listening to this on podcast episode launch day, it's today. 
Um, yay. Yay. Yay or um, maybe not yay. <laughs> yes, depending on how you feel, maybe boo. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the the one thing to say about this is that pricing, while not awful compared to what I pay for other um, online services, um, it made me think when they said it, it was like, ah, there's not enough of a pull since I basically have all of these games. Mm-hmm. Totally legally, I have an entire <laughs> shelf full of all the N64 games and Genesis games. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom's just jealous of it. Um, right. <laughs> so it was like, Dah. I think it goes back to the thing I said when we first talked about this, is I just want something that's different than the old games, um, bringing me to it. Yeah, um, but that'll never happen. <laughs> no, I I just mean, like, um, i trying to think. Like, give me some some feature like how all of a sudden out of the blue the switch can now do bluetooth you know without yeah. you know without like give me something on the online like you know there you know now you now we have online chat you know you don't have to buy a stupid separate app to mm-hmm. do it like give me something that the online thing gives me that you know wouldn't be there if i didn't pay for it outside of the old games which i guess for the younger audience they don't have those games so sure it's something to draw but you know, I just want there to be a feature attached to it. Doesn't need to be a game or something. Just something else besides the old games to justify twenty five dollars. Yeah, Jen, you, know? you want to let everybody know what the price is. We didn't get there yet. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. And then when I'm done, if you guys want to weigh in on what you think, and then I'll share what what I think on the pricing. Okay. Um, but uh, so if you do decide to go with the expansion, in case you didn't know, it's coming with games from the N sixty four and the Genesis. Um, and they're launching them in like a, a bit of a wave. So it's not going to be all at once, just like the other game, the other systems are right now on the Nintendo switch online, but it's going to cost you $49.99 a year for the single plan. And then $79.99 a year for a family plan, which is a huge jump considering right now the family plan is $19.99 <laughs> a year. So obviously this is a shock to people. Um, and then I know, I right. Just, I just want to say, yeah. I called it. Yes, I you called did. It being fifty dollars a year. Yes, you did. <laughs> fifty starting at fifty dollars a year. Right, starting at crazy. Um, they did allude to current subscribers getting a discount if they upgrade to the expansion, but I don't think, and you guys can correct me if I've missed this. I don't think they've said what the discount is yet. No, I I haven't heard anything about a discount, so uh, yeah. I guess we'll find out. Right, we're not sure what it is, but um, we'll find out. And um, if it's any consolation, like we said before, the DLC for Animal Crossing New Horizons will be included for free. Which doesn't help me at all. (laughs) Which doesn't help either of you. Um, And just a quick note, some of the games that are going to be launching right away are Super Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, and Mario Kart 64. Which they kind of had to launch with these or it would have been a travesty. Uh, yeah, and I think I don't know if this is a hundred percent, but they were saying that they were adding in online multiplayer for um yes, N sixty four. I mean, um, Mario wow, Kart. Mario Kart sixty four. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, so that's going to be really cool. That's cool. That yeah. adds a little value. Yeah. Does it add thirty dollars of value? I don't know. No, probably not. But. Um, yeah, I don't know. They, they're saying it's so expensive because of, um, like the rights purchasing, like I guess for Banjo-Kazooie or whatever, Mm -hmm. they're trying to blame somebody else for Mm -hmm. the price increase. It just 
I don't know. It I would have I would have even been alright if it was twenty dollars. Thirty dollars more just seems excessive. Yeah. Like, the way go ahead. The way that I was thinking about it right now, if you get the family plan, it's pretty much you're paying ten dollars for the Nintendo and ten dollars for the SNES games. So even if they raise the prices to like $39.99 for the single and $69.99 for the family plan, like I know it's it's a little bit less, but it still makes yeah. a little bit more sense than the way it is now. In my opinion, obviously, I think it would be great if it was even cheaper than that. But it sucks that they're kind of push like passing the buck to, you know, oh, it's the licensing. It's it's not yeah. us. Oh, it's licensing fees. That's why it's so expensive. And like, then don't bring us those games. <laughs> Like I know it sounds dumb, but don't don't make it that like I feel like it's prohibitively expensive yeah. for some people. Maybe that's maybe it's just me. I I could I could be totally wrong there, but I feel like it it will keep people from buying it. Like I've even had second thoughts about getting it because it's so freaking expensive. Because I already have I game Game Pass Ultimate and I, I pay for PS Plus. So yeah, me too. It, it's another $50. That's like a big, if you think, yeah, if you add up all of the online and console, you know, things that you're paying for, that's a big chunk of change that you're paying a year. Exactly. That's why, that's why I'm like, all right, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah. But it's, uh, I mean, I'm more interested, honestly, in the controllers. I want, I, I, I want to see what this N64 controller is like. I will probably end up getting all this stuff. I'm going to, you know, I'll be, I'll be perfectly honest. I'm right. probably going to end up get getting everything, but I don't know. I just feel like for some for someone who um like has has never played an N64 game or wants to see what the N64 is all about. I don't know that I would do this. Like if you've never played an N64 game and this is going to be the only way that you have to do it, I would say try an emulator. For Right. I know that's blasphemy, but like, or find somebody that has an N64 and play and try those games before you commit to this because, or just do it for a month, do it for one month and then cancel it. Yeah. Cause I don't know. I just feel like it's a lot. I feel like it's a lot of money. It is. It's, it's a lot for sure. And like, I kind of, I feel bad for the people who have to have the family plan, like the parents, they've already bought multiple switches because you already have the fact that like, a lot of games you can't have multiple save states on your switch yep and then on top of that you have to do this family plan and it went from being what did i say it was like 40 bucks a month and now 70 to now 70 dollars a month and it's like oh what's next well my controller also doesn't work like my joy cons are drifting and this is happening and that's happening and it's just it's a lot to expect from people i'm i'm interested to hear what our listeners have to say about it as well if anyone has any opinions on it Feel free to share it with us on our on our Twitter. Yes, let us know what you guys think. Because yeah. it's a lot of money to throw around. Yep. Now, are you guys going to get it? I'm curious. Uh, probably not right away. I How think, about you, Jen? Mm, I think I will get it, and I'll try it, and I'll see what I think of it, and then I might drop it. I don't know. The, I'm a big N64 fan, so I am we'll too. See. I mean, at least the games that they're putting out. Like, right. So far. I, I feel like I would I would play those, but... Yeah, I don't know. I also I'm interested to see if they're actually going to um, be upscaled, mm -hmm. like for like they did for Mario Sixty Four. I'm interested to see if they're going to do something similar. Yeah, so that's a good point too. I'm sure at all... least Mario Kart will be right for being multiplayer 
on the Switch. You would hope so, but you, ne- right? you never know. Never know with <laughs> Nintendo. They're like bare minimum. So this is retro. It's fine. Exactly. This, this is what the game looks like. You <laughs> right. Know? Right. But well, yeah. we'll have to see. Um, more Nintendo. We finally have a super or an ultimate smash update for everyone. So a while back, you may remember that we did an episode of this podcast where we all pitched our ideas for the ultimate final smash character to be to be added to the game. And in case you missed it, our finalists included Wolverine, Pirate Zelda and Dovahkiin. And the winner by unanimous vote was Dovahkiin. My my pick. Um, But unfortunately, we were all wrong. As the last DLC fighter being added is Sora from Kingdom Hearts, which looking back on it, I can't believe that I, was trying I didn't to not, assume that. <laughs> I was trying to not be super obvious. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's I didn't want to be place. like, obviously I would want Sora in there, but I didn't want to yeah. like, right. go with the obvious choice. Yeah. Like you said. I wanted to be, I wanted to be a little goofy and different. Than I, think. <laughs> yeah. I know yeah. that's definitely what we were trying to do. Yeah, and I'm sure it, it. the reason it took so long was obviously because of the company they had to work with to make the deal. Sure. So. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm surprised it happened at all. I'm surprised Sakurai was still there by the time they they were yeah. working on it. But I, I guess Square and Nintendo are buddy-buddy again, so. Well, I wasn't sure. even talking Square. I'm talking about or, Disney. Disney. Oh, Disney? No, it's a Square thing. Disney has nothing to do with it. It's definitely yeah. a square thing. Like they, they didn't even like show any Disney characters when they announced it. I think they. But I'm showed saying the, I'm pretty sure Disney has a piece of the of the IP of of Kingdom Hearts Kingdom probably yeah. because they yeah. have their. So they would have to probably. I don't know if they'd have to worry about Sora though because he's not a Disney character. Like I've never seen Sora in a Disney park, so yeah. I don't know. I could be wrong. That's a yeah, good. No, that's I, a good point. I wonder if he is maybe in like Disney Japan. Maybe that'd be kind of cool. Tokyo, Tokyo yeah, now, yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm essentially just wondering if some legal thing because they own, you know, part of it. Um, it's possible, but I doubt it. I doubt that they would hold anything up like that. Like it's it. it it's one thing if it was Mickey, but if yeah. but I think I feel like Sora is different. I don't think he's at at like. Even I'm I'm thinking right now, even like in Japan in Epcot, I don't remember seeing Sora in like I've seen Pikachu in there, but I haven't seen Sora. Hmm. Interesting. So who knows? Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm happy with the choice. Sora yeah. was like the obvious yeah. choice. Everybody. I think he was the top. They said he was the top vote getter mm-hmm. Yeah. for like all time, but they just didn't tell anybody. I think that's yeah. what Sakurai had said during the thing. Yeah. And it. Looked like he was finally exhausted. <laughs> I love that he's still cracking jokes during the event, though. It's great. It's like, who am I yeah. talking to when I'm saying this? That's great. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a great sense of humor, and hopefully, they let him out of the dungeon. <laughs> this was the deal that lets him out of the dungeon. Do you think? <laughs> <I hope so. laughs> All right, Ultimate Smash is done. You could leave. Um, well, I don't know if you guys also knew this, but, um, along with this announcement came the apparently long awaited wedding, wedding ceremony between doom guy and Isabel from animal crossing new horizons. <laughs> I don't know if you knew this started out as a joke a few years ago. Yeah. Um, and then if anyone didn't know, once the internet got its hands on it, it turned into this like whirlwind of memes and tweets and rumors, like begging for them to be a couple. And then it became a thing because everyone just had a sense of humor about it. So they actually added a wedding ceremony (laughs) 
in the final content update that you can watch. Oh. And in attendance to this ceremony, Sephiroth was there. The Belmont family's there. Solid Snake is there. I think the Joker's there. There's like a bunch of characters there, which is really hilarious. <laughs> so That's... yeah, if you're a Smash player, you're getting a special scene <laughs> with the content update. And I think it's great. I'm so happy that like, <laughs> They have a sense of humor. right. That's that's what makes that's what makes it so much fun. The sense of humor thing is great. So I think that's the end of our Nintendo updates, and we're going to switch to the Switch Killer now that's for great. a couple of updates. Um, I'll just really quickly list a few things that we probably missed mentioning when I was miss uh, when I was out of the last couple of podcasts a few weeks ago. Um, so right now we know that the Steam Deck will work with VR headsets. Which if I do wind up getting the Steam Deck. One of my goals in general is to get a VR headset eventually, so that's kind of a good thing, in my opinion. Um, you can also add multiple accounts for family sharing purposes. So you can have save da- different save data. You can download different games on different accounts. So that's really cool. Um, you can run non-Steam games, which I know was up in the air for a little bit. And you can also, it's been confirmed that you can have multiple operating systems installed, even if you have one on a separate SD card. So those are all good, good things, I think, to report. Um, And then the most recent update, Valve announced that they are working really hard to be sure they are transparent about which games will work on their system and how well it's going to work. So they've. Oh, go ahead. You're about to say it. You're about to say it. (laughs) They've come up with a categorization system um, to identify the compatibility range of all games that can be purchased on the Steam Deck. So. The highest rating is a green check mark called verified, which means the game will work great just as it was intended, essentially right out of the box kind of thing. Um, the next one down is a yellow. It's like the letter I icon, and it's named playable, which means you could play it, but you might have to tweak the settings a bit in order to make sure it runs well. Um, and then below that is the no symbol, so like the circle with the slash through it. And they're calling that unsupported, which is just what it sounds like. The game's not going to work on the Steam Deck. And then they have a question mark, which is their unknown, meaning they haven't checked to verify if it's compatible yet. So it's like a buy at your own risk kind of thing. Um, And they said they're going to be arranging their games by default in the store to display all the verified games first and then the other ones after. And even though you can filter it however you want, that's their default way of showing it to make sure that everyone knows, you know, like these are the games that we recommend getting because they work really well with with the Steam Deck. Um... They're also urging developers to submit their games to be verified. Um, even if the games aren't actually like 100% done yet, they just want you know people to be submitting their games and make sure that it's, uh, I guess, that they have enough games verified or, or labeled you know, by the time that people are, are getting their Steam decks. Um, and there's no way for the devs to restrict their game from being sold on the Steam Deck, even if they don't want it to be or if they know it's not going to work. It still has to be displayed on there in some form. Um, they can't change their ratings. They can't hide it. So it's just full transparency on what is going to work and what's not going to work. I don't know if like if something is unsupported, that means it's going to forever be unsupported. I don't know if they're going to eventually maybe work on doing something on their end to make those games supported. Um, but I mean, it, we're fast approaching the the December launch of the Steam Deck. So it'll be interesting to hear at that point, how many games are actually verified. I don't think that there's a number right now. I don't know if we're going to get a number until it it launches, but it'll be interesting, to say the least. 
Yeah, I, I I'm glad they're at least being upfront about it. Yeah, Valve, Valve you know, so they can be shitty sometimes with this stuff, but it's nice to see that they're being somewhat transparent about this and telling right. people like this is what's going to work, this will not work. Right. It's nice. Yeah, it's yeah I definitely appreciate that. Um, Mark, did you have anything to add? Well, uh, essentially, it, I, I like the idea that as 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 you guys said. Uh, letting people know up front so that there's no, uh, you know, once the thing comes out, um, nobody's screaming, why didn't you tell us this? Why didn't right. you tell us that? I'm just I'm just curious to see. Um, my main thing is seeing how upgradable it is, um, you know, in terms of being able to open it and, you know, upgrade it. Mm-hmm. So like replace parts or yeah. components. It won't be very good. I'll tell you that. Yeah, that would be interesting if you could do stuff like that. So, yeah. Right. I think the only thing they've said that you can technically upgrade, which is still not easy, is the um, the hard drive or the not the hard the uh, M.2 store. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but even so, I think they said you have to like take stuff all the way apart and it's not going to be an easy upgrade. They're they're urging people to not do it, basically. Right. That's a good but point, I- though. It would be great if you could totally upgrade the insides, but hopefully it's going to be good enough where you're not going to need to. Yeah. For so, being what it is. So the problem, they Valve tried something like this in the past. They tried to make a Steam box, mm-hmm. which was basically like a console killer in a PC that ran Steam OS, and it did not go well. Like uh, companies were supposed to put their own Steam boxes together, and you were supposed to be able to upgrade them and stuff. But the form factor was just so difficult to work with that it never took off, and nobody made them. Like, I think, like, two companies actually made a Steam box. And I'm hoping that since Valve is making the hardware, yeah, that this is not going to happen. Right. Yeah. Because Valve is not like Google. Valve doesn't just give up immediately. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully we'll get, we'll get some, some, uh, some decent hardware out of it. Yeah. Especially when it's their own thing. They'll give yeah. it a little more time to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not, they're not letting other people make. We'll see. Yeah, yeah exactly. We'll, we'll continue to update as as long as we get updates, find updates. We'll let you guys know. Um, so my last thing I wanted to mention very briefly, this time last year during Halloween, um, I put together a small list of Halloween video game related events going on currently that um, if anyone's interested in in searching for, we do have a few games doing some fun Halloween stuff this year as well. Um, so what I did, and I was thinking of you, Tom, when I did this, I looked into them enough to be able to know if they're scary. I basically did scary, not scary, and like kind of scary. So, um, Warzone and Cold War, they're doing The Haunting from, um, it started on the 19th and is running until November 2nd. They're featuring Ghostface. Last year we had Leatherface and apparently Jigsaw, which I'm really annoyed I never found Jigsaw last year. I didn't even know that Jigsaw was around. I'm a little offended. Jigsaw was there either. Yeah. But they did not so, they didn't they didn't really tell people about it, it seems like. Yeah, I had no idea. Um so far Ghostface is confirmed, so people are assuming there might be a second crossover character, but they haven't come across any yet. So this one I would say is like a medium, like a sort of scary because you know, you have your weapons and stuff, but there may be some jump scares here and there. You remember Tom? Yeah, I do. <laughs> um then we have the festival of the lost halloween in destiny 2 which yeah which started on the 12th of october and also runs until november 2nd um this apparently is super scary really maybe i shouldn't have told you that but (laughs) 
I was reading well, reviews from people saying that like the helmets or the masks that these I don't know if they're NPCs, I don't know anything about it really, but I've heard that it's really creepy. There's a lot of jump scares. Some things are really disturbing in it. Really? The way that some of I don't know, I guess NPCs are like skins are i don't know but apparently it's super scary it's not recommended for people who don't like scary so. i've played festival of the festival of the lost in the past and it's never been like creepy like it's been fun but it's not like i don't know maybe they changed it up this year because yeah if anyone plays let us know if you thought it was really scary or not that like kind of made me curious enough to try to play it but i probably won't because i don't have time but I'm interested to see if anyone does play it, if they actually think it's scary. Um, then Valheim is doing Jacko Turnip. Um, I'm not sure if they have a confirmed end date. Uh, and that's definitely not scary. It just has something to do with um, what it sounds like. Jack-o'-lantern turnips, I guess. Um, New Horizons, uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons had a fall update. So they're doing some Halloween type stuff until uh, Halloween Day. And that's not scary. Halloween, uh, Pokemon Go is having a Halloween event um, that ends on Halloween as well. That's obviously not scary either. Um, Fortnite is doing Fortnite Mares all during October. So I'm imagining that ends after Halloween is over. Um, I would say that that's not scary either because a lot of their stuff is really just skin based. And their stuff um, is as, as dumb as it sounds. It's geared towards kids, even though it's a shooting right. game. Yes, it's, it is it's, very popular for young yeah. gamers. Um, and then we have Dead by Daylight came out with the Midnight Grove, which is their Halloween event started on the 20th and goes until Halloween day as well. And I'd say that's like medium scary just because the game itself is horror. Um, but there's nothing really like Halloween related that's actually scary. It's just the game in general that's scary. You have to go around smashing pumpkins. Um, and I think you win achievements from it. Something in game you get. I haven't been able to play it because it's been broken. So I don't really know. but. Um, it's only medium scary because it's Dead by Daylight in general, in my opinion. Okay. Medium scary. So that's it. That's all the news I have for this um, podcast. Am, am I the only one that watched the Uncharted trailer? Yes. I did not watch it. Yeah, I, I didn't I either. saw that it came out. I was like, okay, Uncharted trailer is coming out. Do you want to talk about it, Mark? Uh, it's essentially uh, Tom Holland being Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg being Mark Wahlberg and not really <laughs> Nate and Scully. Uh, Sully. Say hello to your mother for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's kind, of, he's kind of like that. Um, Interesting. And it looks like they're trying to mash up uh, a bunch of the games um, into one movie. Yeah, and so far I've seen. God, um, there's Elena didn't show up, but the other girl that's in it, I forget her name from the games. Um, that's in two. Um, was in it, and um, yeah, they mentioned. The brother, which only pops up in four, really is a story. And, you know, let me it just, just looks say, like they're trying to mission. Hopefully it's just one movie. I, I hope so. But let me just it say. Does. Yeah, good. That the the fan film that Nathan Fillion did for Uncharted. Why didn't they just do that? Just let <laughs> Nathan Fillion do it. I know he's a little older than Nathan Drake is supposed to be, but they can fix. Yeah, I love Nathan Fillion. I would have. I would have. I mean, I like Tom Holland, too, but. Sure. I like Nathan Fillion better, and I think he works better in a comedy setting, which Nathan Drake's supposed to be funny. But that's just me. All right. Yeah, they anyway. should have played. They should have done old Drake with Nathan Fillion. Yeah, something. Old man Drake. Old man yeah. Drake. But anyway, <laughs> speaking of licensed stuff, oh. uh, there's there's a uh, 
a new licensed game coming out next week. This week, no, next week, next, next week. Tomorrow, tomorrow, if you're listening yeah. to this, <laughs> it comes out. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is coming out, and it got us thinking. You know, there's some pretty good licensed games out there, and we wonder what some of our favorites are. I know I have a few that are particularly fun to me, uh, and so we're just going to go through a few of our favorites, and uh, we'll see if any of them match up. Mm-hmm. I have I have some weird ones, so we'll see. Uh, Mark, since you thought yeah. of this, you want to go first? Yeah, so I will start off with one that I thought for the longest time was one, a game that everyone loved, but talking to people as I've gotten older and listening to other people um, on the internet and stuff, I feel that it's more of a mixed reaction than I thought. Um, my first choice is the NES game, Jaws. Um, I love that game. It is dumb in <laughs> what it does. In the best um, way possible. In the best way possible. You shoot cannonballs off the back of the ship for reasons I don't know. Um, sure. And then just the sound of shooting the um, I'm not going to try and do it here because I'm, I'm a terrible Foley artist. Um, <laughs> but the sound when you're shooting the lasers and it's hitting the sharks or the fish is burned into my memory forever. I feel um, like you should try your best to imitate it because I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you've got to play the game, Jen. Maybe we'll do it for extra <laughs> life. Um, I think it's like it's something like, boo, it's like a... He's doing it. Yeah, yeah. Boo, 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 something like that. <laughs> you know, every time <laughs> you hit him. <laughs> It's close to that, but it's not. What I'm um, hearing is a new, we need a new sound redemption for yeah. our stream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got it. It's 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 pretty good. Um I I don't think it ties into the game at, at the movie at all, from what <laughs> I remember. Um you have you have locations where you can I think shop to upgrade the ship and upgrade your person. Um which you're just a scuba diver to shoot shooting harpoons at fish and um collecting seashells. Um, yeah, I didn't really, I played this game a whole bunch and didn't really bother to figure out how to play it or watch anybody else play it. Um, but it was one of the games, um, you'll notice a theme with all my stuff is I could have picked a lot more newer school stuff, but I went with my favorite old school license game because some of them were crazy and really dumb. And this was one of my favorites. Um, you know, just because a, you know, when you're, when you first get your Nintendo and people buy you games they buy things you think you like and then you have that one game for six months um and you got to keep playing it so when i didn't play blades of steel back then um i would probably be playing jaws all right uh i'm gonna jump in here because i have a goofy old school one too not so old school uh and that's uh, mighty morphin power rangers for the snes uh it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up and I feel like it's one of the better beat-em-ups on the Super Nintendo. Uh, and if you haven't played it, I highly recommend playing it because you can also... So it's a beat-em-up, and then all of a sudden you can play as the Megazord and fight against <laughs> monsters. So it's half fighting game, half beat-em-up, and it's awesome. Uh, the music's really good, too. So if you haven't... Even just go watch a Let's Play of it because I'm sure there's there's got to be one. So. Yeah. Go check that out. If you are if you like the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, that one is for you. All right, Jen. So I'm going to go. I kind of rank them in my mind um, from three to one being the best. Um, so my third one, I feel like you might also have, Tom. So I apologize if you have it. 
But I picked Kingdom Hearts, the first game, first Kingdom Hearts game. No, I didn't pick that one. Okay, cool. So that was the only one I thought that we were going to overlap on. <laughs> um, a game like this, I think, could have very easily taken a very strange... Okay, well, it's strange, but negative, like a bad, strange path and like an overly childish route. But I was really surprised when I became totally immersed in this game um when i first played it and it made me instantly love the original characters the graphics i thought at the time were amazing the music was phenomenal i had the soundtrack on a cd um i know it gets very complicated and the story you know continues through the rest of the games and gets a little crazy but this in my opinion was just like a masterpiece of a game i was a huge disney fan i've always been a huge disney fan and i loved final fantasy and i loved role-playing games and this was just like the perfect marriage of everything that I had loved at the time um and it was like I was like obsessed with it and I think I think it's amazing that they were able to add in Disney characters and it just really worked with what they were going for and it's it's amazing to see this huge fandom that has launched from this game it's just such a successful it's such a successful game in my opinion, um, you know, like I'll go to Comic-Con and everyone's selling Keyblades. Like, it's so cool to me. It's really it's really interesting. And to still see people cosplaying as different Kingdom Hearts, you know, like the Sora and the, the, the original characters. It's just really cool. No, so totally, totally with you there. Yeah, I, mean, I knew you would be. <laughs> it, yeah. Kingdom Hearts, even though, it, you know, I don't know, it, even though it gets complicated and goofy towards Kingdom Hearts three, sure. the first two games are still really really good yeah and i can't really i can't really say anything bad about them it's one of my favorite franchises so yeah yeah definitely all right mark what else you got all right so sticking with the old school um i've talked about this game many times on stream and i believe we've actually played both games um it's uh mickey's uh castle of illusion and world of illusion oh nice um, yeah i played these games as i've mentioned on stream way too much <laughs> um and uh I'm not very good at them, um, even back then. Uh, I should have noticed my propensity to not be good at platformers from a young age. Um, so, but I did, you know, um, you know, I, I don't know what much else to say that I haven't already said on streams. And if you haven't listened to streams, essentially, it's they're very simple games. Um, uh, once you pick up, you know, patterns and stuff, you should be able to get through the majority of it. Um, without too much trouble, but sometimes the difficulty spikes at moments and stuff like that. Um, because obviously the game was made for babies, um, so they can't be too difficult. Even even in the punishing days of, of Genesis and uh, the NES. Um, but uh, it, I would be remiss if I did not say these two games here, especially for those that follow our content and how much I've praised them. But yeah, yeah, I got these. Um... On there, I thought this might have been one I overlapped with Tom, but I'm not entirely sure. Nope. I thought nope. about I thought about doing that set too, but I tried I tried to be I tried to go a bit different. So my second one is the Transformers War for Cybertron and Fall of Cybertron series. So I had never played a Transformers game before these. I know there had been some uh, elsewhere, but the fact that they were third-person shooters and you got to... It was like G1 style was really awesome. And they had Peter Cullen doing Optimus Prime, and I was um, totally in. And I... It was one of my... Like, I, I'm not a huge third-person shooter 
fan. Like, I'm not a big um, Gears per- player. This was kind of based off of Gears, and it just it being Transformers pulled me through the game, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. Because it was a totally new story. It wasn't like a... It wasn't like they were retelling the 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 cartoon story or the movies. Yeah. It was to- totally its own thing. And I'm pretty sure I don't know if EA has pulled them down off of um off of like Steam and stuff yet. So if you haven't played them, go check them out on Steam. They're like five dollars at this point. <laughs> so uh, War for Cybertron is the first game. I like I like that one better. So if you if you're in the mood for a third person shooter and want to shoot robots, check out War for Cybertron. All right, Jen, what, what's the next one you got? So my number two game, maybe you guys are going to be surprised by this, uh, is Batman Arkham Asylum. Okay. Um, excellent choice. Yeah. So I was thinking, you know, like one of the first things I was thinking of when you think of licensed games or a lot of the superhero games, and some of them are just real bad, oh, yeah. <laughs> Avengers. <clears throat> um, and one of the best superhero games that I've both watched someone play and then played myself was this game um i'm not the biggest batman or dc fan out there honestly but this game was really well done to me it's really dark and it's super intense um you might not like it but there's a lot of stealth in this tom well the difference with this is it's not shooting it's like a brawler so i can get out of Mm -hmm. it if it's like assassin like the original assassin's creed or the the original trilogy of Assassin's Creed, I can deal with it. When it's a shooter, that's when I'd run into problems. Gotcha. Um, Yeah, I really liked the whole stealth aspect of the game. Um, The voice acting is also really good in this game, which made it even better. And I would would just recommend this to anyone. Obviously, the people who like comics and are fans of superhero movies and all that. But even if you like games like Assassin's Creed, like Tom mentioned, or anything that requires stealth missions... Um, I think that this is something that that kind of a, a gamer would enjoy as well. And um, it has some puzzles sprinkled in there, too, which is nice. I always appreciate a little puzzle here and there. So um, this is just a really great game. And I didn't play much of Arkham City and any of the other ones that came before or after it. But Ar- Arkham Asylum is is definitely one of my favorite, my favorite licensed games, one of my favorite superhero games as well. Yeah, that's a it's a great series. I own well, I own them all on epic i think epic had them all for free at, oh, one, wow. at some point and i have them all i have not played any of them <laughs> so it's on my to-do list cool along with the wall of retro games that are still sitting there all right mark what's your last one yep so uh, my last one here uh sticking in the uh uh same uh area um i do have some honorable mentions that i would like to bring up at the end um sure. games that weren't that great but i love to death um but I want to make sure, because I've never mentioned this on air, um, I love the uh, SNES version of um, Aladdin. Um, okay. That that version of the game was the one I had. I played the uh, Genesis version, and I think having, um, you know, the, the only difference between the two for me is that the music and sound design on the Genesis, I like that, that grimy chip. Um, you know, sound that the Genesis has over the cleaner uh, uh, Super Nintendo. Uh, But I just felt the the game felt better on the SNES uh, controller um, than on the Genesis controller. Um, So that was the one that I had um, and owned. Uh, So um, of the group, you know, those the two famous games, 
you know, from that time period of that and Lion King, I, I like, I tended to lean towards the Aladdin game. Um, I liked it a lot. Um, I still play from time to time, totally legally on my Super Nintendo, um, <laughs> that I have hooked up all the time. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I love the idea of, of, it had that, uh, Super Mario 2 thing, um, with the mini games in between, if you collected enough of a certain thing, um, that was fun. And I've never beaten it, obviously, because I'm terrible at platformers. Um, but it was always fun. It was always a game that, uh, you know, family members, if if they were around for holidays and I was up in the room um, playing video games because I'm I'm an antisocial introvert. Um, the uh, as, as am I. I very much. <laughs> am uh, this would be one of the games that would always get all the cousins or even older um, relatives would try and play it. Um, just because everybody loves Aladdin and, and, you know, those games. But, yeah, so that that was one I would make sure I mentioned, because I don't know if I've ever mentioned um, that I preferred that version of the game on any of our content. I don't think you have. Yeah. I, I, I think it's because probably that the, the, the Sega one is considered the better one, technically. Yeah. By most people. But, I mean, you're, I mean, you're... It's his favorite, not bad. Right, that's the, right. No one, no one's... True. <laughs> no one's taking that away from you. Yeah. 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 It's like I say when we do our, our, our games of the year at the end. I never do it as a best because A, I am not qualified enough to be a critic to say what's better, you know. Um, you know, I've never I didn't play all the games. I didn't like know how game right, design we, works and stuff like that. Or we, didn't always, re- we didn't review every single game. So yeah. 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 So totally get it. <laughs> So I always do favorite, which I probably hundred going back. I, if I played it totally legally um, as well, the Genesis is probably the better version. But I gravitated towards the uh, Super Nintendo just because it was the controls I knew and the controls I uh, learned growing up with it. Um, but yeah, yeah. Either way, you can't go wrong with those games playing um, on either system. Lion King as well, if you're more of a Lion King fan. Yeah. Um, those are probably two of the best disney licensed games um and i know they made a toy story game but guys you saw us play that on stream Mm -mm. (laughs) Uh, yeah all right so my last one i i shouldn't really be a surprise i guess but it's goldeneye 007 that is the game that got me into shooters it was like the first real first person shooter that i ever and i sunk so many hours into multiplayer in that game I can't even tell it like before Halo came out, I play I must have played, you know, hundreds of hours of Goldeneye because that's what you played. That was the shooter you had. That was the game when all your your buddies came over, that's what you played. You played Goldeneye and somebody got the shitty controller that that hated life that had that weird off axis black controller that looked misshapen because it was it was it was something weird because every every guy that had an N64 had a weird controller. There's there's no doubt about it. But yeah, GoldenEye 007, the multiplayer and the single player. The single player is a lot of fun. I'm pretty sure I played that on stream. We've had that as RetroLet once, I believe. Right? Am I wrong? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because I played it on stream, so it must have been a retro. Yeah, yeah. It was a RetroLet. It was a few months ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's my favorite one. Um. I'll throw an honorable mention in after after we get through Jen, but yeah, Goldeneye 007 is my favorite for sure. So my top pick for best licensed game is The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. 
um, which if you didn't know is based on books by Andres. Okay, gonna, I'm gonna that's cheating, this. but it's by it's, but it's yeah, it's not cheating though. <laughs> 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 it's a Polish author Andres J. Sapkowski. I'm Polish. I'm sorry. I apologize. It's um, right. He hates the game. It's not your. It does yes. <laughs> Um, the only thing I, I should have to say is bathtub Geralt, and that should be enough of a reason for you, but I can give you more reasons why I like this game. Um, everything about it honestly is just so epic. It's got the open world gameplay. That's just like my favorite thing ever. Beautiful landscapes and graphics, incredible soundtrack. I absolutely love the music in the game. Um, they have these in-depth cultures and races and lore, and you can find this stuff from every town that you visit. And you, it really would take a really long time, I think, to get through every little thing that they put into this game, which I really appreciate. Um, and the character design is awesome. Like All of the characters are either beautiful and amazing and hilarious, or they're terrifying if you're going after actual monsters. And I don't know, just everything about it is so cool to me. Um, they also throw in some choices at the end of the game. I'm not going to give away any spoilers, even though it's very old at this point or old. But the choices that you make towards the end of the game, I know a lot of people find it very frustrating and difficult, but it makes it a very interesting outcome because you have one of three endings. You can either have a really what they consider the best ending, a really horrible and depressing ending, or some somewhere in between both. So I think that this game. I mean, I I think that it it launched it launched the popularity of the series even more than it already was, and you know now we have the Netflix series, which I think is really good as well. Um, and I'm looking forward to the next Witcher as well. I absolutely love them. Awesome! I think we got some great games in there, Mark. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you have a couple of uh, yeah. me, ones you want to throw in. Let me throw a couple honorable mentions. Um, I'll throw a one at least one in as well. Um, shout out to the Back to the Future game for the NES. Um, the best part about that game is that it has a Tapper ripoff in it at, between one of the levels. I don't know why, <laughs> but, but it's in there. Um, and all you do is basically skateboard around. I've only gotten past maybe the first three levels, um, but I played it way too much for how much I didn't proceed in it. Um... So that game is 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 kind of crazy um, and probably not any good, which is why I didn't put it on my favorites, but I did play it way too much. And I've mentioned this game multiple times, but it is a game that I have no idea why I love it and why I constantly go back and play it, um, despite the fact that I think it's kind of terrible, is the uh, Bugs Bunny Happy 50th Birthday special game for the NES. Um, it's, it's just, I don't know if it's any good. I'm not sure what the reception was to it, but this is one of the games that my, um, uh, uh, cousin had, um, the greatest part about growing up with her is that, um, you know, uh, she loved video games as much as I did. And, um, her mom, since, um, I think I spoke about her before, you know, um, was born, you know, a little uh, mentally handicapped and all that stuff. So she got to compile the games from 85 forward. So she had like 50 games and um, she loved Bugs Bunny out of anything. Um, so it was a game that we played together a lot as I was growing up. So maybe that's my connection to it. Um, but um, 
It is uh, a really weird um, mini game in between where you got to do like bingo um, with randomly number generated numbers. Um, I think I played it on stream before. Um, go check it out if you can find it on your Uncle Vim. Um, <laughs> but it, 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 it's a crazy game, but I always want to mention that um, because I might be one of the only people um, that talk about that game. Uh, that and Amagon might be two games that I played way too much that I seem to only know of. Yeah, I've never heard of Amagon. So, <laughs> God bless well, the NES, by the way. Oh, yeah. For <laughs> having all of the ridiculous games that people, so many games that people don't even know that they, uh, my couple of honorable mentions are Turtles in Time on the SNES and the arcade version. Uh, probably, arguably one of the best beat up, beat em ups of all time. And, um, Spider-Man for the PS4. If you haven't played that game and you own a PS4, you need to play it. Uh, it's probably one of the best superhero games. Of, but, uh, but yeah, Jen, I don't know if you have any honorable mentions you want to throw in. I had one that I thought of, um, and that's, I don't know if you guys have played Middle Earth Shadow for, of Mordor. Oh, yes. That's um, a good one too, yeah. That game, I've, I've always been a big um, Lord of the Rings fan. That game to me was so... It was great because they were right on with, you know, J.R.R. Tolkien's vision, obviously, of Lord of the Rings. But they also did something really cool. And that was having you play as a Gondorian. I think he was a Gondorian ranger who bonds with a wraith of an elf lord. And you kind of pair up like you don't really want to work together, but you're kind of helping each other out. And I thought that that was such a cool aspect that they put in the game. Um, the enemy of my enemy is my yeah, friend. Exactly. It was very cool. Um, so I, I really liked playing that game. Um, Dan played it a lot too. So I really enjoyed watching him play it. Um, I would definitely recommend if anyone's a fan of Lord of the Rings and you haven't played Shadow of Mordor, it's, I would say it's a must play for sure. Yeah. And by the way, I think we all agree Spider Man for the PlayStation 4 is a tremendous game. And we didn't oh, yeah. mention it because everybody knows that already. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We, yeah. That's why it was in my honorable mentions. It was a no brainer. Yeah. It was a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure that I said something about it. Um, <laughs> it, may, it may have been somebody's game of the game year. Of the one. year. Yeah. I, I just, I was, I am, uh, I was hedging the tweets that were going to occur if I did not uh, voice my opinion on it as well. Perfectly uh, fair and honorable. I, <laughs> it's fine. All right. I, yeah. So, we did a lot of talking about licensed stuff, and one of the games Jen talked about, Kingdom Hearts, had a lot of Final Fantasy stuff in it. And mm -hmm. our retro roulette game this week was Final Fantasy IX. We're going to get through all of them at some point, I'm guessing. <laughs> For sure. It's going to happen. But, uh, so Final Fantasy IX was the last PS1-era Final Fantasy. And we you could really tell, I think, when you played this game that they, they had gotten... They'd figured the PS1 out, and they uh, they knew how to make it look good and sound good and play well. Um, Final Fantasy IX went back to also more of a medieval setting as opposed yeah. to uh, cyberpunk and futuristic settings. That I want to say it's almost steampunk in in a sense. So I think we have all played Final Fantasy IX before this. Yes, I may be the only one that I did I not. I haven't finished it, Jen. I don't know if you've played it at all. I never played it, and playing through it, I recognize some characters, but I, I've never played it. I'm not really super familiar with it, honestly. Well, since you've never played it, why don't you lead us off here? Okay. So, 
Just to be transparent, I didn't play this as much as I wish I could have because the last two weeks have been kind of busy, but I played it enough to tell you that I'd really like to continue with it. Um, as you said, and this was something I have in my notes, this game is very different from the other Final Fantasy games that I had played up until this point because it does take on a more medieval aspect to it. Um, and right off the bat, the humor in this game, I really liked it. It's, it's silly without being dumb. <laughs> Um, I really appreciated the graphics and the mu in the music in the game. Um, like you said, you could tell at this point they really figured it out. Like they really figured everything out in this game. Um, it was much easier. It's much easier to navigate through the game. You know, going looking back on the earlier Final Fantasy games I've played and getting lost in some areas of you know like the top down view of the world is a little tricky. Yeah. Um. So that that hasn't happened to me yet in this game, at least. Um, the battle system seems fine. Uh, I was really excited that a Durgan humanoid popped up right in the beginning. Then I was really upset when it was just some doofus in a mask. But overall, I thought the beginning, being able to explore the ship and finding out that you're on a kidnapping mission was pretty cool. Um, I really like Moogles. They're adorable and I love them. Uh, and okay, the only thing that I thought was a little strange, and don't hate me for saying this, anyone out there, but I feel like there was a lot of animal humanoids in this game, like a little too much. Like, I don't know if it's just the town of Alexandria that is like that, but I feel like there's a lot of animals in this game, like a lot of animal characters. And no, you guys yeah, would be I, able to tell me if that's the case throughout the whole game or not. I mean, it's not. It, I mean, you the main character is one and right. there's there's a good number of them, but I wouldn't say it's like overly done. Okay. Yeah, there's a couple races yeah. in the game. Um, like if you played four, Final Fantasy fourteen or eleven, I think some of those races from this game are in there. Yeah. Okay. Um, did you meet your friend that wears a red hat yet, Jen? Um, no. I've played up until. I mean, I was about to say no spoilers, but how old is this game? <laughs> I yeah, played up until you get the princess on your ship and you're escaping. Pretty much. Okay. Then never mind. Um, before I start talking about races in the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it, there's a there's a reason for some of that. If you, by the time you finish the game, okay. Um, for a reason for some people to be the races they are. Got it. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited because I feel like this would be the PS1 Final Fantasy game I think you would get into the most. Um, just because of the setting. Mm -hmm. And just the story in general, it has yeah. one of one of my uh, favorite sort of emotionally narrative uh, moments that happen in any of these PS1 games. It's not like a character death, um, you know, just a just a, a a completion of someone's story is mm -hmm. just so sad. <laughs> and um, um, I'm, I want to hear your opinion when you get to that, if you know sometime in the next year or whatever long it takes. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's the writing. I'm glad that you noticed that right off the bat. The writing is pretty good in the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. This yeah. game was, I get, I could tell. And again, I wanted to say in the beginning, like I didn't really get to play this a ton, but I can already tell it's a good game. Um, it's just, it's, it just feels, I mean, aside from the fact that everyone seems like they're part animal at this point, like it just feels really unique. Um, even for final fantasy, and, you know, I've played a decent amount at this point of Final Fantasy games. And I just want to clarify, I'm not knocking the fact that there are animal races in the game. It just, 
from all of the opening scenes that I've gone through and played through, it feels like there's like all like only animals. But I was assuming it was maybe just the town that we were in. I don't know. But it's the world. It's the world. Okay. But yeah, the that's the, Alexandria is like one of the big towns in the right. game to start. That's at cool. least. You know what I also appreciated um, when you're on your mission at first to kidnap the princess and you run into her in disguise, the game didn't try to like pu- pull one over on you. Like, you know, Zelda chic kind of thing. Yeah. It was just like, well, obviously this is her. Yep, that's her. <laughs> like, I'm like, you know what? I could appreciate that because at this point I would have been like, really? Obviously, I know who that is. So I, I appreciated that. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm into it. I'm really into it. I think I'm actually surprised that I haven't played this in the past because it definitely does seem like a game that I really would have liked, but I didn't own a PlayStation growing up. So that's probably why. And also a lot of people miss this game because it came out right around when the PS2 was coming out. Right. So. And then Final Fantasy X. And then well, just in general, nobody was really thinking about PS1 mm-hmm. by the time this game came out. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want me to just go into my thoughts. Um, Since you've finished the game, I'm yeah. going to let you go last. Okay. I just want to touch on a couple of things real quick, because I haven't yeah, okay. played super long in the... I think I, the longest I've gotten in the game is like five, six hours. So I've gotten to the point where you get to the factory. I'll just say that. Um, but it playing this game now makes me sad that I didn't play it back when it came out. That's exactly how I felt. I went through the same thing 10 years ago. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. (laughs) Because I loved Final Fantasy VII so much that I I didn't want to play another one because I felt like it would ruin Final Fantasy VII. But the fact that this game is so different, I really wish I would have just played it. Because at at the time, I guess, I also was kind of not... I was kind of getting out of gaming, in and out of gaming, Mm -hmm. because of, you know being a high schooler and wanting to play Halo and not caring about, you know, RPGs or whatever. But everything about this game is so good. The music is, I mean, the artwork is beautiful. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a battle system that isn't too confusing. Like it's not, it's not Final Fantasy VIII with the stupid um, junction system. There was none of that. You had, you had magic, you had, defend you had attack and you had whatever sfx stood for i forget what yeah, and, it, and it also wasn't all a dream at the first disc oh snap ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there wasn't anything stupid going on it was straightforward it was a fun time until you get to the more interesting parts but the beginning pulls you in so much that i i really wish i would have just played it back then because i would have enjoyed it i know i would have enjoyed it because it's it's so different from Final Fantasy VII that I wouldn't even have even put the two together. But at the time, I didn't know. I thought it. I thought you know because Final Fantasy VIII was so similar to Final Fantasy VII that I thought that nine would have been like the same type of thing and it would have ruined it. So like I never played eight either because the same reason. I had heard that heard that eight was not fun and not good, so I never played it, which is debatable. I I I think that eight is perfect a perfectly fine game. And if you want to play it, and if that's your favorite, that's fine. We all have our favorite Final Fantasy. But yeah, so um, the card game is the only thing that like is in this that I don't care about. But you don't you don't really need to use the cards, right, Mark? The card game's kind of totally separate. Yeah, I actually like the card game. I haven't played it in a while to know why I liked it. 
Um, but but I I did enjoy it uh, much better than the one and eight. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's not triple triad. Tri- yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's it's it. Yeah, the the one and nine, and um, you will need. I don't. I think you've gotten to the part, Tom. But I'll give Jen the heads up. Um, you will need to know how to play the game to do a mission. Um, okay. So make sure you learn how to play the card game. Um, <laughs> okay. And play it a, a bunch to get used to it. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's the it, it it's probably of the mini games. Um, maybe my second favorite because I have a dumb love for Blitzball. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hate, I no hate s- Blitzball. Makes no sense, but I just I I played Blitzball way too much. I played through an entire like season that they have on there <laughs> that you can play to get one of the dumb uh, items you get for doing it. But yeah, yeah, I'm glad that um yeah, I'm glad that uh you know you seem to uh, enjoyed the card system that you've played so far, Tom. That because I, mean, I think it's one that's not talked about too much. Yeah, it's. It's a it's a nice little aside to the regular game. I mm-hmm. also love that they made Moogles more important in this game because yeah. they were kind of not. I don't remember there a Moogle being in eight. Is there are there Moogles in eight? No, not that I remember. There's um, there's Moogles in seven, but they're kind of not really a character. They're they're a part of a a summon and they're a mini game. Mm-hmm. But I like that they brought Moogles back into the game. With Mogned and all that other stuff, I thought that was pretty. So a a, a, Mo- a Moogle's your best friend in Final Fantasy Nine. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's pretty much all I got to say. It's it's a great game, it, and if you enjoy a more medieval style RPG, Final Fantasy Nine's. Yeah. Also, real quick before before I relinquish the mic, you can still buy Final Fantasy Nine on disc from Square. Yeah. If you go to their website, you can purchase Final Fantasy Nine like with the manual and everything else. That's really cool. For fifty bucks. No. No, no I've got I think I've, I bought it for like nine dollars. I mean, okay. I, I was I was making a joke because like how Nintendo is with well, some, <laughs> sometimes they do have stuff that's that expensive, but it goes on sale all the time for under ten dollars. Yeah. It it's it it may hurt you that it's the uh, greatest hits version or whatever, but it's the, it's the same thing. Just yeah, if you're a collector, but um, right, it's four disc, right? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. It's in a, it's in a four disc case, so I'm pretty sure it's four. Yeah, because I know seven's three. I know eight's four because I actually have eight. Um, uh, I think nine I I bought on the uh, PS Store, um, yeah. on PlayStation Three when I finally played it. Um, so I don't know how many discs that was. I forget. Um, I want to say yeah. it's four because yeah. it's huge. Like if there's so many FMVs in it, yeah. that I would imagine it's. Yeah, um, yeah. So um, as as the person that has beaten the game, I'm excited to see for you guys to get to some of the twists and turns because it uh, it is a, is a well written Final Fantasy game, at least in my opinion, um, on it. And um, yeah, so um, my first thought. Um, I don't know if I said this in any of the content before, but um, this this is probably my fourth favorite of the final fantasies I've beaten. Um, you know, remake is what knocked it down the four. Um, mm-hmm. remake is probably my number two and possibly one on the, if you talk to me on a certain day, um, you know, because obviously I, I love six, six is one, you know, and then, then it's remake 10 in this. Um, um, I know that it, Tom gets, you know, a little confused by the fact that seven's like it, 
fifth in my top five. Um, gameplay, but, gameplay thing. <laughs> but uh, what I love about nine is you'll get into some of this. I don't know if they've introduced it to you yet. The uh, the system with your weapons, I um, where you can put certain skills um, onto your characters. Maybe it's not weapons, maybe it's characters, and you can. Um, this happens. They sort of do it in remake. Um, the thing where you have it on for a certain amount of experience points and you get to keep it yep. and you don't need to have it, you know, um, the, the thing equipped, um, anymore to get it. Um, the only downside and difference with remake is that you only get a certain amount of points to like, so you got to pick and choose, um, things to do, but, uh, you know, you don't have to wear the weapon or, or however you get those points. I forget, but I love that system and that's why I loved it in, in remake as well. But I think the, uh, while the characters, one of the characters is memorable, um, in it, um, uh, because, you know, they, they have the, uh, person that looks like the black mage from the original Final Fantasy game, um, you know, the NES original game, um, is in there, and he's probably has the best storyline, um, of anyone. Um, I don't know if you've seen him yet, Jen. Um, the black mage, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she should have uh, been able to name him. Yeah, Vivi. Yeah, I just um, kept the names. Yeah, so did I for this. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a game that finally looked like they perfected um, what you could do, as Tom said, on the PS1 um, and went back to the roots of telling his fantasy story and mm-hmm. not a modern... I guess there's still fantasy stories in terms of, you know, um, the things you can do in them, but... Um, like maybe I guess high fantasy is the correct terminology. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, for for this, um, I love some of the in jokes that occur. Um, you'll see some of those, Jen, um, that are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, that they did. They just have bits that run um, and get callbacks and stuff like that to them. Nice. Um, uh, the yeah. So essentially, without spoilers, I would love to come back and talk to you guys about it once you've beaten it, um, and maybe I'll. Re- Fresh my memory um, of it by maybe watching a playthrough or a speed run or something, um, just to remember some of the moments. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great game. If you love the Final Fantasies, um, especially the older ones, um, it's one you have to play. Um, I know there's some people that that don't like it, um, but uh, I I think the majority of people that play uh, all the games dating back to the 16-bit. Um, ever uh, appreciate this more than maybe more than the more modern Final Fantasy fans. Um, you know, your your ten and on fans. Um, so yeah, that's all I gotta say. It's a great game. I would highly recommend it. Um, yeah, I think if I was a little bit younger, I would continue my quest to beat all of them. <laughs> but going back to five, um, in the type of games they were on, you know, uh, Super Nintendo, um, or I guess it would be Famicom because it didn't come out. Um, here. Five was uh, Super Famicom, so yeah. Super Famicom, yeah. I, that's why I meant Super Famicom. Like, it wouldn't have been on the SNES. Um, you know, seems a little daunting, but um, yeah, I'm glad it came up. I'm glad people uh, out there got to play it, even the first little bit. Uh, the only question I have for Jen, um, how did you do on the quick time event during the play? I was, I did fine. Did I wasn't you... expecting it, but I did okay. <laughs> okay. Did you impress the queen? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What would she have done if I impressed her? It would have said it on the screen. It would have just oh. given a text box that said you're impressed. Yeah, and you get you oh. get a you get a you get a higher level item. 
for doing it. Oh, I honestly don't know. That's a good um, question. Yeah. Mark, I so, got a hundred out of a hundred. Yep. <laughs> yep. Dang, I did now I feel 100. like I have to go back and like I really pay it, attention well, to it. See, the thing is, I did it over and over and over again until I got a hundred out of a hundred. Yeah, you keep doing it until you get a hundred out of a hundred. Okay. But it took me four or five times because I was playing. Uh, I was playing. I'm gonna. Uh, I was playing the PC version because that was what I had available to me at the time because I was dog sitting my own dog. So <laughs> uh, that's. That's what I had to work with, so I had to play it with a Xbox 360 D-pad, which is, if anybody knows from playing anything with an Xbox 360 pad, the D-pad is horrendous. Mm-hmm. So I, I I would hit the D-pad and not know if it did anything. So it, it's at one point, I ended up just going, screw it, I'm just going to use the analog stick, and that worked out better. But it took, it, yeah, it took three or four times to to get it 100% right. It's like, it's like a rhythm game, yeah. so... It's it's not terrible, but uh, yeah, yeah I uh, I'm glad they have stuff like that. That's that, that was yeah. an interesting like mini game they threw in there. Yeah. There's some fun things and there's some fun characters that I can't wait for Jen to meet later, um, in the game. Uh, but yeah, yeah, this is this is one of the lost gems, um, of the Square catalog. Uh, so glad I it, agree. Glad it I'm I'm sad that like this one didn't get the attention that that some others have. Like ten has been remastered and re-updated a hundred times. Mm-hmm. I feel like this one should get that treatment. Like the yeah. the the PC version is okay, but it's the phone version. It's it's the right. It's the phone version, just upscaled to be on a PC. Yeah, the the I I will not have any illusion grandeur or anything like that with in terms of this game. Um, you know that might have been the wrong phrase. It's late. It's almost eleven. Um, <laughs> but my thought is that I know it didn't sell well compared to the other ones so they're probably it not it wasn't as commercially successful as seven eight and ten yeah. um and eight was only successful um because, because of, of seven success yeah exactly um and that's why nine suffered was because so many people were ter- thrown off by eight and which, which is what happened to me that's why i didn't buy it and then i was the nine, i was the exact yeah. person that they were that that happened yeah, nine came out in like ninety nine, two thousand, late ninety nine. I get, I think. Um, and PS two was coming out next fall after, and people were like, "Nah, we're on the new hardware. You that last game was shit. We're not gonna. We'll wait for the one you put on the good system, on the new system." Yeah. Um, and that's why nine gets lost. Um, and which is a shame for the people that worked on it. But I think you're more likely to see them remake eight in 2030 than you would them do anything for nine. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. It's sad, but that's, that's just the way things yeah, are. The fact because... that Sudain wasn't in Kingdom Hearts just shows you. Yeah. I don't think there was any Final Fantasy nine character. In the Hearts. only one that I think possibly would be in there is VV, but I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure he is not in there. So he's, he's the only one that would be recognizable. And I'm like I said, I'm pretty sure he's not in. There, so yeah. it's a shame. And I hope we can bring a little more love and uh, attention to this great game. Because I think if you like Final Fantasy... All right, let's get some scores. Jen, what do you give it? So I just want to say this may be my first... Uh, you guys have been pushing for this. This may be my first Let's Play oh. for, uh, for Game Vault Pod. Because oh. I give it... At, so far out of the gate, I'm going to give it a four. I'm happy to raise my score if I decide that I like it more than I already do. I'm, I will be happy to watch you play through this game. Yeah, I think this is it. This is my first one. 
awesome. Yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad we got that figured out. <laughs> Just in time for winter and right? you know, not wanting to go outside. Exactly. <laughs> Mark, how about you? Okay, so I give it a four and a half. Um, mm. You know, there, there are some flaws in it. Um, one of the characters doesn't really age well. Um, uh, when, when you're like, see what they're going for with the text, um, on there, um, the part of the storyline gets a little convoluted, but then they, they straighten it out by the end. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, like I said, my fourth favorite Final Fantasy, um, it's worth a playthrough. Um, so I, I can't see it being, being less than a four and a half. I'm with you. Four and a half for me as well. Uh, you know me, I'm a stickler about music. This game has got great music, got great visuals, great gameplay. Can't really complain about it. So if you enjoy a turn-based RPG, or excuse me, an ATB RPG, uh, this one is for you. And uh, I think that's a pretty glowing praise, the fact that we are now getting a Let's Play out of it. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, and, and it's not as broken as the one, the, its predecessor. No, it's not. It. Nothing is as broken as eight. Let's be honest. (laughs) All right. So I I think that's pretty good for this game. Fours and four and a half. That's that's about where I thought it would be. So like I said, if you enjoy Final Fantasy, give it a shot. You can find the game anywhere. I'm pretty sure it's on every system still at this point. So uh, go check it out. And it's now time to spin the wheel. All right. We got somewhat of a timely, interesting choice here. We got uh, Mario Kart 64 for the N64. Interesting. Oh, thanks for clearing that up, Tom. I thought it might have been for the GameCube. (laughs) You never know. Uh, So, yeah. Uh, I'm happy about this. I enjoy myself some Mario Kart. Mm -hmm. And we all found out that Anthony is really good at Mario Kart 64 last the two extra lives ago. So I will be playing this on stream uh tonight if you're listening the day this comes out and uh what else can i say about mario kart 64 that you don't already know right i'm, yeah. I'm sure we'll all have our opinions on it tried and true it's yeah, tried and true it's the first 3d ish uh, yeah. mario kart so uh join us on stream for that and maybe if maybe if there's a uh, free trial for the upgrade of the expansion pass <laughs> uh maybe all three of us will play mario i was kart. just gonna add that too <laughs> Yeah, that would yeah, be so if, if we can figure out how to get that to work. Yes, yeah, true. We'll give that a shot. Yeah, because that should be coming out the day of the stream, right? Yes, the twenty fifth. Yep. Supposed. Oh to be. shit! Oh what? shit! We're gonna have to move that to Tuesday. The twenty fifth is Nicole's birthday, so we're gonna have to move the stream to Tuesday. That's, that's, that's a great reason. <laughs> yes, so no we'll problem. We'll be streaming Tuesday Oops. night. So, so you mean she's going to be our fourth? No, she will not. <laughs> Happy birthday, Nicole. We're going to stream Mario yeah. Kart. <laughs> so Tuesday night, which will give us a chance to figure out if we can get it to work, which is good. So Tuesday night, check it, check in on us for streaming on Tuesday. All right. Uh, let's see. Mark, do you want to let everybody know about the family of podcasts? Yeah. So Stranger Damies, our D&D podcast, airs every other Wednesday. Um, we just uh, threw up our first live session, so I apologize for how hot my mic was. Um, compared to everyone else. I thought I normalized it as well as I could. Um, and for some reason, um, our good friend and pal, Dan, um, was the quietest, which was a shock wow. to me going through it. Um, <laughs> so the downside to that, for those of you that don't know, a little behind the curtain, 
Um, Dan talks a lot. So the fact that that's why it took me two days to edit it. Um, and that's why there was a day delay on the release of it last week. Um, because I had to uh, go through and raise all his levels individually um, throughout it. Uh, but I think the session went well. Um, I remembered some things I had forgotten about while writing for the uh, next session. Um, so it was nice and came up, got some ideas from things that I probably said off the top of my head that wasn't in my notes um, that I had slightly forgotten about. Um, not anything major, just slight little callbacks I could make. Um, so that's a little hint for you guys to make sure you listen. Um, so we're on Instagram and Twitter at Stranger Damies. Um, then we have our movie podcast, They Call This a Movie, um, airs every Thursday. You can find that on Spreaker or anywhere you get podcasts. Um, we are on Instagram and Twitter, uh, at the main Damie. TheMainDamie.com is our uh, website where all of our content lives. Um, currently, Anne is finishing up uh, 31 Days of Horror, which is one of my favorite months on the website. Um, so if you haven't already, go back and read everything that he has put on there already. Um, there's one person, um, well, I should say two people. Um, but in terms of being able to articulate thoughts on some shitty horror movies, um, I would leave it to no one but Ant of, of people that I know. Um, so, um, I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I think, uh, I think the only other thing to mention, um, is that Extra Life finally has a date. I don't know if we mentioned it, had it the last podcast, but, um... I don't, I don't think we mentioned it on the podcast yet, so... Yeah. So, um, it's Saturday, November 13th, uh, starting, uh, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, we'll be on twitch.tv slash Pod. Um, as always, we start off with the session of Stranger Damies, um, which will be our next session. So um, the episode you hear in uh, two weeks, um, or it'll be a week because this comes out on Monday, um, will be the last thing we did. So you'll be leading right in um, to that live session. Um, so uh, you won't need, you won't be out of the loop. Uh, so uh, that's where we start. And then we just play video games for 24 hours. Um, mismatch of everything. Um, Tom's going to play an entire two hours of horror games um, <laughs> at some point. No. Um, no. The, the best part is the long um, plan, but I think we finally figured out how to do it. Wheel of consequences. Um, that'll go. We haven't decided if we're going to do all bad or part bad, part good um, uh, things on there to spin the wheel um, for donations and when people donate stuff. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, if you want to donate because you can't make it on, um, November 13th, um, feel free to go to tinyurl.com slash MarkHatesArt. That's, uh, M-A-R-K, uh, H-A-T-E-S-A-R-T. So it's tinyurl.com slash MarkHatesArt, and that'll take you to our donation page. Um, I've updated the, um the explanation of things on there um you know so it includes the wheel of consequences and stuff like that so uh be sure to give that a read over if you are going saturday and um hopefully we'll have our uh poster um uh to reveal to you uh sometime soon or on extra life day um which is always a fun part of the stream um so uh be sure to check all that out and if you have any suggestions for games or things you um might want us to uh put on the wheel feel free to send a tweet over uh to at gameballpod 
Um, outside of Extra Life streaming, Jen, uh, what's our channel normally look like? Yeah, so right now we stream every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So Mondays usually alternate with Retro Roulette, uh, where, as you know, Tom plays through our newest Retro Roulette game that we discuss on our podcasts and then gives his initial thoughts, and Mark's always joining him for those. Or uh, it's um, Multiverse Mondays with Tom, where he was playing through Kroner Trigger, but because we reached our awesome sub-goal, thanks to all of our amazing um, community members for Game Vault Pod, he is now playing through RE2 Remake, and he's really excited about it. So Thanks, thanks everybody. <laughs> I think if you guys haven't, you know, tuned in for our first stream, um, you should definitely tune in for the next one. It's a lot of fun. And even though we all poke fun about him being scared, it, he's doing a very good job considering that he doesn't like horror games. So um, make you. sure you don't miss the next one. You're welcome. We always tweet about it. So we'll, we'll tweet about it. We'll put it in our discord when uh, when that's going to be live next. And then uh, Wednesdays is currently supposed to be back for blood with the three of us but or the four of us i should say because our friend jonathan joins us um last week the servers weren't working for me so if the servers are down then we'll play master chief collection so i guess it's kind of up in the air right now it's um and then backup but yeah we like to yeah do, we'd like to do back for blood as much as possible yes definitely it's typically wednesdays are like our first person shooter games like our, our community night where we all play together so um and then Thursdays is co-op stream with Mark. Right now, Mark and myself are playing through It Takes Two. I think we're nearing the end of that game. So after that, I know Mark and Tom have something in mind. So we'll keep you updated on what that's going to be when we get there. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's just three days a week right now. Uh, stay tuned for any additional days. As we said before, when the cold weather hits, we'll have nothing else to do, right? So maybe we'll stream more, <laughs> but we'll let you guys know. Yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah, and before we get out of here, I also want to mention that we're an affiliate of Stone Age Gamer. If you have any need for retro console accessories, whether they be controllers or cables or power supplies, flash carts or mods, head on over via the link in the description of this podcast. And every time you use that to purchase something, it gives us a little kickback and helps us make this podcast and our streams better for you guys. So I want to thank you all for joining us this evening. Uh, I hope you all are staying safe and being well. And for Mark... And Jenny, I'm Tom, and we will catch you guys in the next one.